night, right? I think we were drinking, whatever. Nobody really went to sleep. We saw the sunrise, right? In Croatia, beautiful colors just sprawling across the sky. And then we took a walk through the mountains of the town and got like fresh bread and coffee at like 6.30 in the morning. And everybody was just out, just, you know, having coffee, having breakfast. And it was just an amazing experience um, in that moment, just to see a sunrise in another country, right? Um, so that was really, really dope for me. Hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things. Today, I have an awesome guest for you, sir. Tell us who you are. What's going on, man? Uh, again, my name is Akil White. I'm originally from Jersey. Right now, I live in Yonkers, New York. Uh, I travel a little bit, and I'm a writer. So Okay, okay. So you're a writer. What you writing right now? What, what have you written? Um, I'm writing a Well, I just finished a poetry book. So okay. you know, I write about love, uh, my life experiences, and so on and so forth. And well, life experience. How, how old are you, sir? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm aging. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just turned thirty-one. I just turned thirty-one. Oh, 31. Wow, wow, that's young. Um, but okay, okay, okay. And so, as a writer, what what led you into writing? Um, I think it honestly it started when I broke up with my girlfriend back like three or four years ago. I'm getting my age as I as I as I age, my brain is just like <laughs> it just doesn't. <laughs> it had to be about three years ago when it helped me just get through that phase. Really, just get my feelings down on paper and just uh, proceeding. But it actually expanded into something better. I guess greater than that. As I just wrote my first book. Would never. I'm the kid in class that didn't even want to, you know, <laughs> raise their hand to read a passage. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So here I am writing, writing books and shit. So, you know. Okay. Okay. So what got you into traveling in the first place? Um, honestly, just realizing I haven't been anywhere. Right. Maybe I think a friend and maybe started with a, a local trip and then it just grew little by little. But just when you look around and just everybody, nobody in my family truly travels, hasn't seen the world to a certain degree. But I, I wanted to experience new things, see different things, right? See some shit that my mom, my dad never saw. Um, and at this, I haven't been too many places, but even now my family's like, where are you going next? What's going on? The people at work, now I'm, I'm the travel guy. Mm -hmm. um, but just seeing and experiencing different cultures is, is really intriguing to me um, right now. Okay. What's been your most memorable trip thus far? I think it would have to be, I did Yacht Week in Croatia. Was that two years ago? Two years ago. Um, that was last year. See, the, the memory thing. <laughs> <laughs> last year. Wow, that was last year. That was, was last year. That was amazing. One, just, again, uh, uh, I really pay attention to, to small little nuances, little, little moments. Mm -hmm. uh, but they also inspire me. I remember, I think I stayed up all night, right? I think we were drinking, whatever. Nobody really went to sleep. We saw the sunrise, right? In Croatia, beautiful colors just sprawling across the sky. And then we took a walk through the mountains of the town and got like fresh bread and coffee at like 630 in the morning. And everybody was just out, just, you know, having coffee, having breakfast. And it was just an amazing experience um, in that moment just to see a sunrise in another country. Right. Um, so that was really, really dope for me. OK. And I mean, how many countries do you if you can count have you been to so far? Maybe five, I believe. Okay, okay. Five. So now I'm and still through this, but 
I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> not look, <laughs> look, at the end of the day, you've gone a lot further than a lot of people. So, I mean, you made it out of Jersey and then from Jersey to Croatia, that's, that's, a, that's a feat. You know what I mean? Um, do you, have you thought of a bucket list so far? I just, I just know I want to go to really, I know we, I, I did a layover in Spain. I think it was like 12 hours, but I want to like right. experience Spain. Um, I don't remember Spain, just so FYI. <laughs> 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 just, I just remember five guys and that was it. Oh no, I remember five guys <laughs> and the fear that I lost you guys at the airport. That was that. And, and realizing that when I got back, you guys had already been here and I was worried for no reason. <laughs> um, but I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> it was fun. The few hours we spent there, but I just want to explore all the history in the city. I, I really want to do that. Okay. Okay. Um, so what makes you want to travel now? Like you got the travel bug. What is it about the bug that inspires to travel? I think it's moments, like I mentioned before, like seeing the sunrise in Croatia now that I write, right? I wrote a little piece about that, but just experiencing or inhaling these new moments that I would never do before. Like when I live in New York right now, so I'm looking out the window all day, but I just see the same thing every day. But just think about that as I didn't go anywhere until I was like 22 or 23. So 23 years of seeing the same thing every day, the same people. And again, if you're not exposed to, or someone doesn't push you to see something else or go into a different part of town, Right, we take the bus the same way to school, the, your same route to work. You see the same things out the window. So experiencing just a different sunset, uh, a different body of water, whatever it may be. So really, I'm interested in that. And I take time to, you might even notice I was just veering off into the nothingness. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were like, what's, what's, what's wrong with this guy? He's right? just, you know, you're in your, you're, you were experiencing Drake moments, you know, you're. <laughs> Mental picture is like <laughs> I don't do souvenirs, so this is this is this is what I take home with me. Right? That's what's up. and then that's the other thing about that trip too was like, um, I mean, we took pictures, but it's not like we spent all our times on the phone. Mm -hmm. You exactly. know what I mean? I, I think that was that is all my top five because I think it was surreal. And number two, you know, Rick put a band of misfits together to make it work. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And it was the most, you know, everybody on that boat was different in so many different ways. But I think our differences allowed us to become one to make the trip what it was, because I, I don't think I would have done it with the, anybody else except for those that were on the trip. So that's what's up. So as far as um, travel goes, you know, one of the things that um, I ask a lot of my guests are, you know, and, and as of now, most of my guests are either African-American or from the diaspora. Mm -hmm. It's like, how have you so far in, in your travel experienced like prejudice or racism in your travels? Um, I, th I had a, a small moment. And again, I, I was in Poland. I played football. Again, I went to college, I played football. I played overseas a little bit. I played in Poland and I was playing in this all-star game in Poland. And again, my memory, I vaguely remember we were walking down. It was me and a couple other players. Um, and I don't know if he was Indian. Again, me being from America, he looked, he presented Indian. I don't know exactly what he was or a little bit brown. I think he was with a white guy and they're walking by us. I was like, oh shit, look, it's niggas, right? <laughs> 
And I'm just like, what is going on, right? I don't know how he identifies as. Again, I'm with three very, very large black men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all holding each other back, right? In that moment, oh, look, it's niggas, right? Because again, all around Poland, there's no black people at all. Oh, and they're wow. literally pointing at us like it's a fucking petting zoo or something as we're walking down the block. Um, so that I think that was the biggest the biggest moment. Um, but again, I'm I'm out of the country. I don't know if that's normal or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. Yeah. So with that being said, like, what are your thoughts on what's going on now? Right? Um, you know, we are at a state of beyond regular civil unrest. You know, where does that have your mindset right now as as being a black man in America? I think it's, I guess, an extreme level of caution. I think I'm a pretty cautious person to begin with, but now it's like intensified, period. Literally, I used to coach football when I got back from college, and a dude I, I would coach, he just got shot and died like last week, right? So rest in peace. Oh, wow. Again, it's the normal bullshit that we go through, right? And again, he was walking up and down a block that I walked down 15 times, right? But intensified is the police and the, the white people and, and all that extra shit is going on, right? I got tattoos. I got a brand, right? I, I'm 6'2". I present, you know, as a threat almost. You I fit look, the description. I fit the description. <laughs> and I run through this shit. Over the summer, I would run through the streets of fucking Yonkers, right? Past cop cars, no shirt on. It's fucking 100 degrees outside, right? So I'm thinking about this as I make every move, right? As I may look a certain way, but when I open up my mouth, people, it just it disarms them or I smile or whatever it is. So I'm extremely cognizant in the words that I use, the words that I choose, especially when I'm speaking to certain types of people. Um, and not switching anything up, but letting these niggas know that I'm just not you know, out here running a fucking muck, but at, but at the same time, being my true self. So I think it's wearing multiple hats at the same time, but being cognizant of your surrounding as well and, and how to present yourself and the, the proper things to say, if there is such a thing, um, to protect yourself and the people that are around you. So right now, you know, I, I think things are a little heightened because we are stuck at home, right? Yeah. Um you know, where were you when, you know, the the lockdown started to occur? Where, like, what was your mind, what was going through your mind when, like, lockdown started for COVID? Because that's going to lead to my next question. Um, I recently moved to New York from Baltimore. So I was in Baltimore for, like, three to four years. So I, it started down there, and I moved to New York during the bullshit back in May. So when it first started... I guess in March it was, March, April. So I was at a, mm-hmm. I was down in Baltimore down in March. And when it first happened, I didn't, like, oh, you got to stay home, work from home. I don't watch the news. I'm not on Twitter. I'm on, I, I hop in on and off of uh, Instagram, so on and so forth. But I was getting my news through other people, right? I, the whole mask thing, I didn't believe that you had to wear a mask all the time, right? Just because my lack of knowledge. So it was more of a, me learning as I'm going, right? And that, and that, uh, that fear factor, that the news presents and, and again, the, the, the word of mouth presents. I'm going to the grocery store. There's nothing on the shelves, right? <laughs> Don't leave your house. <laughs> All the parks are closed, so I can't work out. My gym's closed. So it's, it's one of those things. It's like I'm, a, I'm more of a homebody anyway. So especially now, it's, I'm, I've gotten used to it. But at first, I couldn't believe it. It was like, oh, shit, this is crazy. Oh, I think I counted three weeks straight. I, I said, oh, shit, this is crazy, right? Just out loud to friends. And when I stopped saying it, it was like, oh, shit, I guess this is the new normal, whatever it may be. So it took a while for me to transition. But I guess I'm here now and I'm, I've, I've accepted it 
uh, as much as I can. <clears throat> so, you know, just to, that gave me kind of a way to kind of bring back to what we were talking about earlier. Do you feel as though that us being locked down kind of had us forced to face with what's going on? Right. Um, before, like you said, you know, you're back and forth to work. The, the grind of the day-to-day life causes us to not to be not to be able to sit and focus on what's actually going on in front of us. Um, you know, the veil of entertainment and sports and movies have been used to keep us, lack of a better term, distracted. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like this time during COVID, you know, one, um, you know, not to get all corny, everybody's third eye got kind of got a glimpse opened up. Mm-hmm. to realize what's really going on or do you think it's just it's just we've been fed up i no i agree with that um i i absolutely think so it's everything slowed everything stops right now all these events are occurring and everybody has to look at it you can't ignore it right you have nothing else to do there's no other distractions there's no sports on tv you can't go to no concerts can't go out to the movies this is the news right um, and it, it really just put a, a magnifying glass around what is going on, but what has been going on for X amount of years. Okay. <clears throat> so what does the new norm look like for you right now? For me, uh, I work in finance. So I work from home every day. My boss is like, we're not going back until next year. I work for <laughs> an amazing black woman. She's like, yeah, I'm not about to be the first person back in office. <laughs> so we just at home, we rocking out. And uh, again, I'm still nine to five, but at the same time, it, this awarded me some more space to write the book that I wrote, right? To, oh. Go. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. To really just to dive into my creative space and really, I guess, going back to your question, it's this time made us, forced us to look like, look at ourselves in the mirror, right? And really just spend time with ourselves. A lot of people are scared to do that, right? Um, they avoid themselves or their family members um, in the con- the, those tough conversations. Um, and now everything's everything's on the menu to discuss. Talk about it's going to come back around. So me right. alone, I have my moments. I was telling my friend earlier today. I have I think it's like every two weeks I realize that I'm sad, right? Um, and really just sitting in that and realizing what that means to me. I'm not running from it, but like dealing with it, right? The again, I'm not depressed, right? I don't want to. Um, I guess throw that word around because it is very. So, so, you know, I, I want to just stick to that real quick. You know, depression comes in multiple stages, right? Um, you know, I also host a mental health podcast. Okay. Um, and so co-host a mental health podcast. And we talk about that is, you know, I think people are, you know, focus are, are working on not talking about how they're feeling and how it makes them feel depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't necessarily have to be clinically admitted because you feel depressed, right? Um, we feel sad. We feel melancholy. We feel certain ways. And I think, um, and this is, I think, going to lead to, I think, what was going to be your next point is the ways we feel um, it's hard to express to people that may not necessarily know what you're experiencing. Exactly. Which kind of leads to people writing about it. Like you said, you broke up with your girl and you don't want to go like boohoo into your friends Mm-hmm. You know, you take it to pen and paper and, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I felt like it was Groundhog Day every day. Absolutely. You know, that's kind of one of the weird, like, 
I would literally go to the park and families are cooking out like every day Saturday. <laughs> right. And so, you know, you're not alone in this. You know, a lot of the people that we talked to, because one of the first episodes we had was COVID being the new norm and how people were um, processing the fact that we're going to be wearing masks for the next who knows how long. We're going to have to go in and out of quarantine. We're going to have to adjust our lives. And that's just for the a single people, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine the parents out there that have to deal with homeschooling their children. Imagine homeschooling your toddler while hosting a conference call with a bunch of executives, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's so many different levels to it that can lead to someone feeling, you know, and for some people, the only word they can use is depression right? Or overwhelmed or whatever it may be. So I didn't want you to feel like using the term is, you know, one way less or more than the next, because how you feel is how you feel. You know what I mean? I just wanted to just, just put that out there. I don't like to use that word lightly. Right. 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 Just yet, but I may be on the way. Who fucking knows at this point? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So, yeah. So, so, so what led you to, you know, you talked about earlier, like writing this book, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what inspired you? Is it, you know, like I said earlier, you're locked down, you ain't got shit else to do, might as well be creative. Like what said, all right, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna stick to it. Um, I think especially in certain moments or pivotal moments in people's lives, they get a little push from an individual. Um, my friend Robin really like pushed me to do it. Like, hey, just write the first 10 pages, right? 10 pages turned into 20, 20 turned into 30, and it just kind of snowballed in that capacity. But I think I've always been a writer, but I've been running from it, right? I always leaned on sports heavy because that's what I'm good at. That's what was popular, right? Be being an influential young boy, like go play sports, right? Rather than being in the, you can't be in the fucking marching band and play football, right? You got to choose one. (laughs) I've been running my whole life, so I'll I'll veer this way, right? But I love music. I've always loved writing. I, I was dope at introduction paragraphs, but the, I'm I'm not, I'm one of those people that went to school, write me a 25 page paper. Like I got five in me, but 25 is ridiculous. I I got you right here. (laughs) So in a nutshell, that push from her, I just leaned into it. Right. I didn't have anything else to do, but even when I moved to Baltimore and I broke up with my girlfriend, it was just like, I don't know anybody down here. Right. I bought a fucking guitar. I bought a ukulele. I started exploring these other aspects of life and really just being comfortable staying indoors. Right. This shit's very extreme. The shit after COVID. <laughs> but before that, I was, I'm in the house Friday, Saturday. I might crack a bottle of wine and just chill, but I had the option. Again, when mm-hmm. options take it away, then shit gets a little, gets a little weird. Right. Um, but I was, I, I wrote here and there, here and there, maybe like once a week, whatever. But I just started writing every day and it just kind of happened, honestly. Okay. And so what are you looking to get out of this, writing this book? Really, it was more of a, a release of ideas, right? Not a, I'm not looking for validation from anybody, but really just sh- sharing my ideas and connecting with people. And that's what I realized that my stories do. It's not just my story. It's relatable on no matter black, white, whatever it may be, because these are like human being stories. Love is the most transferable thing. Love and gravity. I just watched. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, <laughs> Interstellar's top five movie. But in any mm-hmm. regard, right, love is what connects us all, right? People have past in our lives, but again, we still feel a connectivity to them. And that's love. Whether you're past, you're still here, you're young, you're old, whatever it is. And that's the greatest equalizer, I believe. Um, so it's really conveying those stories um, in multiple different mediums, right? Whether it's a story 
when I was a kid, old, young, whatever it may be, or just figuring out life. That's something that everybody can relate to. Um, and just giving them a quick escape from reality real quick. Um, it's something that I really appreciate, whether it's me watching TV real quick or me looking out my window and seeing a little kid playing in the, again, in the park right there, whatever, somebody canoeing down the fucking Hudson. It's like, oh shit, that's dope, right? What is their life about? What are they going through? Um, so it's more one of those, those sorts of things for me. Okay. And so does travel typically help um, rejuvenate your creative flow? Um, and if so, how has, I mean, you mentioned it, I, I, you mentioned it just now, but how has not traveling kind of impacted your flow? It's, I think I have to be even more creative, right? Nothing's just, fl- a bird's not, a fucking flamingo's not gonna fly by and oh shit. <laughs> I dig into my space and stars bag or universe or, or nature, whatever it is, rather than me viewing a, a body of water or having these experiences or going to a rave or again, backpacking through X mountains or at this beach or on this yacht. You know what I mean? It's different types of things. Or it's me just um, thinking back to those moments and how these things made me feel. So it's, it's different. I think I'm, I have to dig deeper into different tool bags, but it, traveling definitely helps me, uh, I guess, rejuvenate some more, add some more spice or just some more ideas to, to my head uh, that, I could, that I could tap into. Okay, that's that's dope. Yeah, because, you know, what I, I want to really get to next is then as far as travel, like what are some tips that you would give the like up and coming traveler from your part of Jersey to kind of like expand their, their horizons? Like what would be the first thing you would tell them to, to try out? Again, of course, I think everybody's different and depends on people's personalities, right? I think I start there. Um, I would, I think I would travel with a group, a small group of five to 10 people first. Like I did a trip to Belize not too long ago. It was like 15 of us. Um, and I had a great time. We got a private villas and a, and a private chef and we did yachts and beaches and all types of stuff. But the small, the small trip really helped me, uh, I guess, get used to traveling with other individuals first. Then to do a trip like Yacht Week where it's, you know, 500 people, it's 10 people on a boat for a week. Again, I've never slept on a boat for a night, let alone a week, right? And existing in that, those close quarters. So I think it starts small, start with people that you trust, um, to plan everything out. That's one thing that I love about everything. That I, I don't like planning anything, right? So, so you're just like, tell me when to go, tell me how much, and we good to go. My money, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, where do you find yourself, um, leaning more towards group travel considering everything is kind of prepackaged for you? Or do you find yourself at some point trying to kind of push yourself just like you have with your writing in kind of like diving into this solo travel type of world? So I think I'm over the, the large group trips. For, for now, I, I believe, especially what's going on in the world, those shits are just as chopped. Um, but even as I started writing this book, again, my friend Robin, she asked me, like, what would you do if you could do anything in the world? My answer was I just backpack through Europe, right? Going from coffee shop to coffee shop. Again, just writing or gathering these experiences. I don't know if I'm ready to do that yet, but I'm not opposed to it, right? Just what could I put in the backpack? How would I survive, right? Those, those key things. I'm really about safety 
so on and so forth. But like, what would I actually put in this backpack to make this voyage from here to where, wherever I'm going? Well, I mean, I want to say you're prepared, right? Because Croatia, we didn't have much to pack, and we made it work. Work. We we made it work yeah. a week's worth in what? What a duffel. It was a duffel. If, if that, right? And so. <laughs> I think we we are capable of some of the things that we think we're not. It's not until we push ourselves and realize, you know what? I can do that. It doesn't require that much. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because backpacking through Europe, one, is cheap, yeah. right? Um, your flight there, your flight back is probably your most expensive part of the transport process. Between the different countries, you're talking about, I did um, Oktoberfest, from Munich to Prague to Vienna to Budapest, the in-between, like I took buses, right? So the in-between buses totaled about 40 bucks for four countries. Really? And my round trip to, my, my round trip flight was about $600. I flew into Munich and flew out of Budapest. So, you know, it, it really, you know, it, the, the, the experience is really what you make it. Because at the end of the day, you know, what? Fear is a mind killer, right? Mm -hmm. And so what you don't know is one of those things that will continuously push you to not think that it's capable. Look, like I said, you just wrote a book. You said I was that kid that wouldn't stand up in class to recite a paragraph and look at you writing multiple paragraphs and, you know, about to be a bestseller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So tell us where can people find you? What do you have coming up? Um, you know, of course, the book. So tell us where we can find you and what you have coming up. Book is on the way. It's in editing right now, so it'll be released shortly. Uh, AkilWhite.com, as well as AkilWhite at Instagram. A-H-K-I-E-L, white like the color. A-H-K-I-E-L, white like the color. Again, AkilWhite.com. Uh, uh, all my book information is up there. Is definitely in route as well as I release certain things on Instagram as well, um, like one-off poems and, and such and some voiceovers. That's it. And don't forget you can find them on Medium as well. Yeah, he sure. drops hot fire like Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, well, bro, good brother. Thank you very much. I'm honored to have you on here.